Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. He is an Emmy Award-winning media advisor and creator economist who helps clients leverage their media exposure, fine frame, and make in- impact. He is the editor-in-chief of I Have a Podcast, which is a Google News verified publishing platform designed to elevate and amplify the voices of independent podcasters. And he was a network executive at MTV Networks for 10 years. And uh, he uh, he has helped brands elevate through the use of original content such as Mandy Moore, Diane von Furstenberg, Ashton, Ashton Kushner, Jessica Simmons, Beyonce, Ashley Simpson. And corporate brands he's worked closely with include Macy's, Samsung, Nikon, uh, June Jacobs Spa, Naturally Serious Skin, and many others. So let's welcome Vinny Potestiva. How are you doing today, Vinny? Oh, I am great. I am great, man. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate the intro, the very kind intro. Thank you. All right, it's great having you. Some of my favorite people you mentioned there too, by the way. So shout out to them and clients. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's great having you on today, Vinny. So I'd like to get started by asking you to share your story, your background. How did you become an entrepreneur? Oh, man. Uh, How did I become? That's a great question. An entrepreneur? Um, To be honest, in 1998, to provide the service of casting, I felt like I had to start a casting company because that's how you got healthcare. That's how you can pay people. So I was kind of forced into it. <laughs> when you asked me, how did I become an entrepreneur? I became an entrepreneur because I wanted to provide a service. Uh, two years into running that company, uh, MTV and Fox News, uh, I, I, I grabbed their, I got, I, we, I ended up working with MTV and Fox News and CNN and a couple of news platforms. Um, and was like this like tech infrastructure SOP guy in a creative element, especially when it came to talent, uh, finding talent, developing talent, casting talent. And um, then in 2007, when I left MTV after making my impact there and helping, helping that network scale to the size that it became from, from 1998 to 2007 with, with the modern storytellers like you know Ashton Kutcher and, and, and Sharon Osbourne and Jessica Simpson and, those those giant unscripted reality tv shows that allowed business owners to claim their narrative to change the perception of their reality right how lucky i was to get to work with those people and then in 07 i realized youtube i realized uh, aol music the world had suddenly gotten of media bigger it was no longer just on television and uh podcast had moved to the ipod and um, to your to your it's your not even yeah to your ipod not even to your iphone yet at that point no no in 07 in 07, iPods do, I mean, podcasting does hit uh, iPhones. And I think that's a pretty big change in content. And then I went back to my company and have been here ever since. And, 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 and during this time, I help businesses, whether they're creative or not, find systems, processes to develop and flourish and be creative. So whether that's helping networks figure out how to create talent development departments, or production companies with their casting departments, or... Um, brands with their influencer departments, um, even brands with their content, you know, uh, production, you know, departments. Some, some, some brands have the uh, infrastructure to bring in like uh, uh, somebody to shoot Instagram and perhaps even record podcasts under their roof. And I like to help them be economical and concise with those decisions. 
Ah, that's some very good stuff. So you've been doing this a long time, like almost 25 years. You spent about 10 years working with you know, Fox News, MTV, CNN, and um, <clears throat> you helped them, you know, with their developing talent, you know, branding talent stuff. And, uh, you know, basically you wanted to, you wanted to start a, a casting company. You wanted to provide a service. And then after 2007, um, you realize there were a lot of things changed. Media expanded a lot. It was definitely a big change with YouTube podcasting going to iPhones, like you mentioned. And you know, eventually, you know, yeah, Facebook and Instagram and all, all kinds of media out there. I mean, you can shoot so many different types of videos and podcasts and it's incredible things with blogging. You realize there are many more services um, you can provide. So basically, you've been spending a lot of time helping companies with their branding, helping them develop town, find town, helping people, you know, and, and provide many different services. So, um, so let's talk about some of the things you do. So, so for example, there's someone who's very talented when it's a singer and actor. What are what are some things uh, a person can do to get discovered in this industry? Because you can know, as you know, there's a lot of competition out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the you know the same thing that an actor or a singer can do is the same thing that a business owner can do. Uh, here, a very simple equation. You know, discovery D equals V to the power of S. And what I mean by that is discovery equals visibility to the power of how shareable that visibility is. And so I want to take I want to drive that home. So one of the ways celebrities talent might do it is by winning awards that will make them visible and how they share what they create afterwards. And in that moment of visibility is what they share is what allows them to be discoverable. So they probably will have music out on various elements of media, soundtracks, commercials, films, uh, sounds on social media. You'll see that, you know, you'll see that suddenly there's an increase in shareability. They'll have their face perhaps on uh, Jiffy. So you'll have gifts that you'll be able to send that have their likeness in it. So they've increased visibility, right? So that they can increase the sharing of their of their brand. And these are things that we can do as, as brand owners. You know, there's there's no, there, it's free for us to be able to upload animated gifts of us to Jiffy so that people can share it. Some of the benefits of that are is that when people type in accountant or lawyer or baker, our likeness comes up. That's how, that's how we, can be represented in the media without needing to be represented in the media. You know, oftentimes we have such a fascination on just like perfection and, and getting it right, but representation, that matters most. So having your face in a public forum where, where you allow people to create with your likeness, that lets you be part of the conversation without you even being part of it. So again, mm -hmm. like to drive this home, if you're on Instagram or Facebook and you, you're creating stories and you see these little stickers in Jiffy, you see these little stickers that you can poke little cats and Garfield licking things and all these people poke, people pointing around. We have the ability to be in there. And it's one of the ways that I stand out as a little brand because I, I actually figured out that people search for certain keywords. So if I could be the face that they see when they find and search for unique keywords that I would stand out because then I would be associated with that term that they were looking for. And I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a phone call from a client, a colleague, and someone someone who was like, we were in a meeting and we typed in the word YAS, Y-A-A-S, LinkedIn, and your your picture came up. How did you do that? I said, I put, I literally put that in. I literally thought to myself, people love that word, YAS. They say that, that word a lot. I see that on social and I want to I want to be discovered next to LinkedIn because that's where I like to make the transactions. I, I like LinkedIn out of all the platforms because I can move quickly there. So if I'm going to put energy out there, I'm going to put energy out 
in a way that allows people to share it in a, in a place where I know I can flourish and I can make that conversion. So yes, LinkedIn is my way of, of <laughs> almost sort of pre-purposing the content, right? Like I'm, I'm putting, I'm identifying where I want to be. I'm, I'm, I'm creating content in the, in the hopes of getting discovered in a unique way. And then I'm there. Um, that's why we win awards in business. We win awards, best sales, uh, best, you know, whether it's departmental or annualized, there's lots of incentives tied to awards, but we win awards so we can stand out. So that's you know, something that celebrities, I think, and businesses have and credits is another thing, by the way, you talk about discoverability. Let's talk about credits in, in the creative arts world credits executive producer, host, you know, those types of credits. In business, there are titles, vice president, manager, director. And, and one of the, by the way, this is a brilliant hack. Um, if you have a podcast, and I specifically love how podcasting fractures the economy. I, I can't talk about the podcast economy as, as a media cyclone or whatever, cycle, whatever, but I, I, I really love how podcasting fractures the economy. If you have a podcast and uh, uh, you do not uh, have a, a perform. You have not performed in movies and films, and you're you're not on IMDb, for example, the Internet Movie Database, which is owned by Amazon. That that podcasts are intellectual property that are allowed to be uploaded to IMDb, the same way television and film are, for credits. So not only does my podcast get to go up on IMDb where you can see my show credits and you can see I, I can give myself uh, executive producer credit and host credit and I can give all my, my, my guests credit. I can give my whole team credits, the designers, the editors, the copywriters, all the people that touch my podcast. And I might be, you know, some people have credits at the end of their podcast and, and that's one way to get it out. But by me bringing this into IMDb, I'm converting it into a data point that Google recognizes. And Google puts weight on podcasts. Google puts weight on podcast taglines. I have a friend, Ben, he has a podcast called, uh, uh, he's the, fail uh, the failure guy. Uh, and his tagline that he put into IMDb was the world's number one failure guy. And if you type in to Google, wherever you are, who is the world's number one failure guy, his name pops up because of this data point that he put into IMDb. I was shook by it because anything you can do to stand out these days, you know, uh, matters. And this is just one of the little things that he figured out. So, so, so why am I bringing this up to lawyers and bakers? Because TV, new, local TV news segment producers, we're looking for executives and we're looking for well-spoken people in multiple industries. If we can find the people who are excelling in podcasting in different verticals in baking and legal and, and agriculture and architecture, then we can find experts who already understand, by the way, this is the thing I like about podcasters is they understand the, the process of creation, very different than an influencer who might create a post and put it out versus what podcasters do on a serialized level. I know that's some really good stuff there. Um, you gave some really good advice. Um, you know, whether you're an actor, a singer, or in business, you any kind of award is going to increase your visibility, and then you're able to share it. So, like you win a you know a singer wins an award, their album can be on various film soundtracks, could be gifts, it could be shared all over the internet. And bank is always going to absolutely win you know different awards. So at your job, you win awards. Any 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 way to get noticed, just make yourself stand up in the crowd. 
really helps. And have your place in a public forum, um, using the gifts on Facebook and Instagram, and being able to stand out as a brand, having a unique link, uh, a key, excuse me, a unique keyword. And you say LinkedIn is the place where you make most of your transactions. And you, you talk about the importance of credits, you know, and, you know, executive producer and all those different things, people that help out in the movie. And it made me think of something. I, I'm, a lot of people don't know this, but in the movie Saturday Night Fever, when you were with John Travolta, Fran Dresser has a very small part in it. Uh, she had one line. She wasn't originally credited there, but she used her character's name, Connie. And because she mentioned the name Connie, they had to give her credit at the end. So she was credited in that movie, even though she had only one line in that movie. So um, so now she has a credit. So a lot of people can look it up that she was in that movie. Whereas if she didn't use her name when she did the line, no one would ever have known. So little things like that make a big difference. And um, yeah, there definitely a lot of things I didn't know here, you know, if you have a podcast, um, you know, uh, Google gives weight to it, gives weight to, you know, uh, podcast taglines, and um, it definitely helps. So, and, and and for those that have the really big podcasts, they can give credit to that whole team. It's like what you do. And so th- that makes a big difference for people to get noticed. And you mentioned well, your friend who's honest, got... It's, it's not even that I have a big team. I really don't. I just have a lot of people who help me. That's mm. the thing. I mean, I pay anyone I can. If, if I can, I pay anyone I can if I ever ask for help. But then there are a lot of people who do help me in one way or another. And this is just one of the small ways that I know I can make an impact. I know mm-hmm. that by putting their name into IMDb, it's going to increase their star meter. It's going to increase their visibility on a creative platform where people compare creators and podcasters to celebrities. That's, that's you know, the current culture of the creator economy. No, and that's great. You did it for those people that do help you out here. And, uh, and I know they definitely appreciate it. And you have your friend with the podcast who has the tagline, the world's number one failure guy. If you look it up, they'll find him. Uh, I have a friend, he's an entrepreneur. He calls himself the world's laziest networker. So if you look that up, you'll find him. His name is Mark Januszewski. Um, So those little taglines, people remember you because you, know, you kind of like take it for yourself and you stand up for me. That, that's the thing. Too many people, because you've been doing this for a long time. You probably see a lot of people trying to do the exact same thing as everyone else does. And as a result, they don't stand out. So that's, you know, you got to find a way to differentiate yourself around because especially there's so much competition out there. And uh, especially when you're getting started out, no one knows who you are. Well, I mean, no one knew who I was. And and when I got to MTV, I didn't start calling Madonna and Tina Turner and and Michael, I don't know, all the big, you know, gigantic artists of the day. It's it's weird to say this now in 2023, but I started with all the same people who started the years that I started. I started... I started with Jennifer Lopez and Christina Milian and Mandy Moore and, and the boy bands. And, and, and over the last 25 years, I've stayed in touch with many of those people and continued to work with them. Uh, and not to say that just because I worked at MTV that I, I, I have access to them, but like we, we, we were tasked with developing an opportunity for people at MTV in a really unique time where no, no one else was saying, well, how else can we work with talent? They were just saying, pull, 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 get more, get more. It was our two person, team at MTV that that was tasked with figuring out a new way to work with talent. And my boss created the Osbournes and Newlyweds and Punk and and the rest was re- is reality TV history, you know? And, and that's what I think I like about the modern storytelling economy is that we don't have to go through TV. We don't have to get approved. And we can make a lot of mistakes and we can spend a lot of money <laughs> with lessons learned. So I'm here right in the middle to you know, let you know what I've seen, what I, I've been in the room, I've heard certain conversations, I've heard questions asked, and other outcomes that you might not be aware of that are possibilities. No, that's awesome. 
Um, so you've, you've given some tips right now for people who are trying to get started. Um, are there any other recommendations you could give to people <clears throat> who are trying to get started and want to pitch their story to the mass media out there, whether it's oh, internet, yeah. podcast, TV, whatever? Sure. The, I think the most important thing about pitching your story, it's funny that they even call it that, uh, to mass media, is not pitching the story, but pitching yourself as a source, first and foremost. You need to be a trusted source. You need to be seen as a viable, trusted source that after they can confirm and identify you are who you say you are and what you're about to say is purportedly true, allegedly, that there's going to be more. And that maybe if they're even lucky enough, there may even be a catalog or there may be even a little bit of something that happened in your past previously that, that you're bringing to the table as well. So when I'm reaching out to a new press contact, and I want to be mindful, I didn't say when I reach out to a new platform, because I don't reach out to platforms, I reach out to people at those platforms. I know that I've got to win someone's trust. And I know that, well, first off, I come from reality TV. So <laughs> sometimes that comes with a question mark, I have to be honest. That being said, I default quickly to a couple of names that I think stand out. I've already done them here, Ashton, Jessica, some of the billion dollar or million dollar brands that emerged out of this to showcase that not, not only was I in it in the beginning, but in a really craft, craftful and unique way. And that I'm still working with, with businesses that are doing that level of business. I'm just not doing it through television anymore because I don't have to. This is, this is so much more rewarding. This is so much more fun. No, absolutely. Because you got the credibility. You have to. I like that. You have to pitch yourself as a trusted source first. Because they're. I'm as sure the source. Yeah, because a lot of people, I'm sure, they're saying, "Yeah, I can help you." And they're saying, "Well, what have you done?" But you, you, you have all these people, these million dollar, billion dollar brands you work with. So, you know, you definitely have the background, the credibility, credibility to do that. So wait. So look, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say. So here. So so by the way, how do you become a source? Right. How do you become a viable source for someone that really, truly, probably has no? If, if you're not. I'm not say lucky enough to be me, but I'm lucky to have had recognizable projects that I talk about that I think people shared experiences, not just my, they're not just projects, to be honest, or I look at them as shared experience. I look at the Osbournes and MTV. I look at that as a shared experience. I don't even look at that as like a project or a client. Mm -hmm. Like we all, we all somehow were affected by youth culture in the late nineties and early two thousands. And MTV was the hub for that. So I, I, I'm happy to wave that flag around. That's also one of the ways that I try to earn credibility, right? Cause I'm pointing out to some of the things that I've done that you can tangibly look at. Um, but here's a couple of other things to do. Um, I just figured this out myself. I became a Google news verified website. All I had to do was go to publishercenter.google.com and because I post a couple of blogs per month from my, my website, I have a podcast.com, I qualify to be a Google News verified source, which means that I adhere to content regulations and terms and services. But really what that does is it allows me to now have an RSS feed that's through Google picked up by dozens, if not hundreds and soon thousands of other English speaking websites that care about my content. So I do something called a featured podcaster almost every day I do a featured podcaster article on my website. So now I have dozens of other websites pulling the RSS of that specific column and populating all of their websites with it. So now I'm writing, so by the way, I have this thing called featured podcaster. I figured this out. We need in podcasting featured 
articles, not listicles. Google doesn't put value on listicles and social media doesn't put value on listicles when it comes to getting verified specifically on Instagram and back then Twitter. So I had this idea of creating these featured articles that had your name in the H1 header clearly about you, not even about your podcast, because Instagram wants it to be about you, not about your podcast. So I designed a platform where I can do that because most of the guests on my, on my podcast are people I worked with 20, 25 years ago. So I didn't get to have this exchange with them. And this is one of the ways that I know I can make an impact. So we published featured, featured podcasters on IHaveAPodcast.com. And now, now I have other news organizations pulling my RSS. So now they're pulling. So that means I'm automatically populating their web pages with the, the content that we're creating. And we submit it to several aggregators. This is, this is the thing that I think that, that most podcasters aren't doing right now. Um, if you're creating a blog, you can go to an aggregator. An aggregator is basically a platform that will cull or curate through blogs, depending on what you want to find. So if you want to find a blog about podcast marketing, you say you go to your aggregator, QUU.co is an aggregator that I use. Um, and that, so I go to QUU.co when I want to read podcasts, but also I share them afterwards because I just read them and it makes it very easy for me to share to LinkedIn, Facebook and Quora and Twitter and some of the t Facebook, the text heavy social platforms. And now, now I'm meeting you at a point in your life where you're looking for me. I'm not trying to get you to discover me on an Instagram feed. I'm not trying to get noticed on an Instagram feed and think you're going to disrupt what you're scrolling to go read about my podcast. No, I'm going to meet you at a point in time where I know you're looking for this content so that you don't have to find my podcast name and the artwork and the branding and all that stuff, all that we focus on at the top of, of distribution so that, so that you can find it at a point in time that matters to you, read it, consume it and share it. And sharing, as I said earlier, is like the universal, that's the universal action. As long as I can set you up to share this content, then I feel like I've done a good job. And that's how I'm, I'm growing brands. Uh, it's how I saw talent brands get built in the late 90s and early 2000s that are sustainable and that continued to grow and continue to make impact. These are people who continue to innovate. They continue to apply for awards. They continue to be up for awards. They continue to get credits. They're discovered. Also, by the way, something else that we can do, business owners, something we can do that they, the celebrities do also, a uh, red carpet moment, a red carpet moment. You know, this idea that we could have authority by having residency. You know, we know Celine Dion has this big show at, in Vegas, the residency, you know, the artist has arrived, the DJ has arrived. There's a resident, we can have a residency. Put it, I could have a social audio residency on LinkedIn. I can do it on Clubhouse. I can do, a, I can have a, a video, a live streaming video residency on Instagram. The residency is, is something that says, I'm here. You know where to find me. And at this time, through these gates, this is how you can reach me. That's powerful as a celebrity. It's not about the performance. It's about the access that that performer is letting, letting her audience have. And that's something that we can do as business owners, that we can let our audience are following our supporters, our clients, our colleagues, our peers, and we can let them and support them on their way. I like that. It's about the access. Very important. I like that about the yeah. carpet moment. 
No, you shared some good stuff there about the you know becoming you became a Google News verified source, and I think it the thing you went to was publishercenter.google.com. That's something people can look into doing for themselves. Free. I'm a, That's totally I, free, by the way. And it's free. I'll be honest with you. I was not aware of this. I'm going to look into that as well for myself. Do it. And by the way, yesterday, I'm not even joking you. This is in real time. Yesterday, I had the aha moment that if I did it on, if I did it for Google, why didn't I do it for Bing? Why didn't I do it? So now I'm literally going and realizing how easy it is now to make sure that my, and here's the thing with these platforms, and I know this for a fact with Google, after a year, it's going to take about a year for Google to trust my website with consistent feedback and consistent content to understand what's truly populating. And once I get past that one year hurdle, Google will basically, I mean, not the, I don't want to, I don't know, maybe it'll change, but who knows it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't, but Google will trust you. Google will rank your content if it sees that you are consistent and that consistency could be, you know, lots of different ways, not just uh, frequency of posts, you know, but that you're consistent, that people are sharing, that people are reading, that people, that your RSS is growing. There's so many ways that you could, in the eyes of Google, be consistent. Uh, it's gonna take about a year for me to grow up, to grow up into the output trust level, the, have the domain authority that I know I can have. Um, and also, by the way, I don't write any of it. I have a form and I ask people like you that I love, that I connect with, to fill it out. And it's your words. So I don't even like, I know the value and how we describe what we do. And this, I don't ever want to miss a word. So this is where I really get to be collaborative and finding people, putting them in a database, exporting them out to the world to see, like this is what I've been doing for 25 years. So just, this is just a slightly different way than having to learn macros in Microsoft Excel in the 90s. Well, I remember those macros, they were a pain. Mm -hmm. And that, that's great. You, you collaborate with other people and you, you help each other out. They help you, you help them. It's a win-win situation. They're happy to work with you. You're happy you're getting that stuff for them. And this stuff with the Google News Verified Source, you know, you, you, uh, dozens of different uh, websites are just pulling in the articles from you. So it's giving you incredible exposure, which you never would have had before. And uh, that's something, I guess, you know, the thing is, this is a lot of great information that many people are just not aware of. So it, this, the, these little things can make a big difference. And you know, I guess take, it's going to take some time, but man, uh, once that year is done, you're going to have, once you get on Google, has, Google's helping you, feeding, getting all this stuff, because everyone wants to be on Google. If you can get on the first page of Google, <laughs> man, uh, it's it. it smooth sailing from there. So, and, and you mentioned something else, collaborate with people, help people out, you know, a lot of people, they, they just focus too much on what's in it for them instead of focusing on what's in it for the other person. And if you focus on the other person, how you can help them, they're much more likely to want to help you too. And, and yeah. that's something the most successful people always do that. They, they figure, how can I serve them? How can I help them? Because it's always going to come back and help you so much more. So that's very yeah. good stuff. But, you know, I have something to, you know, I, I, I have something to say about that because I, I realized that um, – the obstacle with that, the obstacle in, in realizing if you're serving someone or if it's serving your, your point of view or how you're approaching it. I found, I found that people who put themselves first and are sort of looking more for something out of it themselves than leading with value, I found that those, I find that those people create that way and they think that way and they plan that way and they strategize that way. And then at the very end of the process, they try not to make it about them. They try at the very, very end to say, okay, now how do I make this not about me so that I can show up with value, but really 
It's all about me, you know? And I, I find that to be the biggest obstacle, to be honest, versus the people maybe I would identify as, I, I certainly will identify as the first person at some points in my life. Now, I created a website because I know that we need more verification as independent voices in this independent podcast community, and I know that's a data point. So I created a, a whole website just on the fact that I wanted to be able to send people's um, featured articles out. I'm not even joking, Victor. I was maybe two months into the website where I said to my team, hey, wait a second. How come like, how come our episodes aren't coming out on this platform? Isn't that weird? Like we're <laughs> Google News verified and it's called I Have a Podcast and our podcast is called I Have a Podcast. But like, you know, I was here I was, you know, so, so happy to and continue to build something that makes people great. But I realized, you know what, the larger I can be, the larger the, the, the planets and people and stars around me can be too. And that's what makes it even more more rewarding. And you go back and you find ways to make it work for all parties involved. And it's, it's, I'm actually, uh, unfortunately, I'm one of those creators that has to make something first to see it sometimes. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, can, I, I can get pretty far in drawing, but I still make it and then I got to see it and then and then I know what I have, um, which is why I think I like reality TV because it's like, uh, uh, I, I trust the law of abundance. I trust what's coming, mm -hmm. that the pieces I'll be able to, to put something together with. Um, that's good. I, I always have an abundance mindset. It's, it's going to serve yeah. you well in any profession. Yeah. So definitely some good stuff. So, so one last question. So I'm getting to uh, our DN. Um, when, you know, what is one lesson you learned early, early on in your career that is still impacting you today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, showing up for myself. It's so weird to say that. It's so weird. It's so easy for me to show up for other people. I don't know. I don't know why. I just buy a ticket. I'm there. You know, I'm so I'm such a fan of other people. I have a hard time sometimes um, creating space to allow myself to be a fan and support my own content. You know, not to not fear my voice or my likeness or my words. To not fear what I printed in a book a month ago, and because I know I'm going to want to change it. You know. So I, I have to accept that uh, I have to accept the time that I'm in, that what I'm capable of doing and, and be mindful that if I don't show up for myself, how can I possibly ask other people to? And sometimes it's really easy for me to show up for other people. And I can, I can make myself so busy that I never have to show up for myself because I'm, I can make myself that busy that I put my, you know, and I, I have a really, I have to be really mindful to give myself four hours, two hours or a day sometimes to just have no output, strictly input. And some of that input should be mine. Uh, the thing I learned from Mandy Moore in one of our episodes, uh, she says that the input dictates the output, right? Like what you ingest is what you put out. You wanna know what people are talking about. You wanna speak their language. But also why shouldn't it be part, part yours? You know, 80-20, so 20% is mine. And I'm learning. I'm learning to listen to myself. It's different when I'm hearing myself talk and what I'm doing now versus when I actively put my hands in my pockets and like don't do anything, don't no scrolling, no ADHD, you know, really truly just like listen to what I have. So it's been a, it's been a process, but showing up for myself, it's a hard thing for some reason. And I think it's a hard thing for a good number of people, not just for yourself. Is it? But I think I think I, there are a number of people. I think they they tend to focus solely on other people showing up for them. 
You also yeah. have to focus on yourself sometimes and take care of yourself. Like you said, you're not going to show up for yourself. How, how are other people going to show up for you as well? So, and, and and you're not being selfish by doing that because you got to look after yourself to show yourself, help yourself. And and I think uh, I find is when you show up for yourself, you'll be able to show up even more for other people because yeah. you have more of yourself to share. So uh, I think you're happier in the long run. So it's good you're you've learned you know, to show up for yourself. Yeah. And as, as, as Mandy told you, your inputs dictate your output and you're learning to listen to yourself more. And uh, there's an easy thing too, because you could be so consumed by so many other things saying, I don't have time for these things. I got to take care of these things, but you got to find uh, time for that. One of my mentors taught me, uh, one of the things he's a big on is meditating for 15 minutes uh, a day. He says he starts every day, 15, he says, being still control everything, just 15 minutes for yourself. Because if you can control yourself for 15 minutes, you can control everything else. If you have trouble controlling yourself for 15 minutes, it's going to be really hard to control other things. So I thought it was yeah. a very valuable lesson he gave me. So yeah, um, I love that. I, I I learned that lesson. I love that lesson. Um, what uh, I use it as a barometer, actually. Mm -hmm. So on, on, if I have an off day where I'm, I'm not uh, connecting, collaborating, and or planning to you know do something that's permanent, and by permanent I mean create content that's you yeah. know forever. And I can get into the mind space. Fifteen minutes for me is uh, would be a success. I'm a, I'm more. I'm like ten minutes in, solid. Fifteen, mm -hmm. you're pushing it with me. So the good thing about that is I use it as a, a litmus test. If I can get to fifteen, no problem. I actually will take on creating more content that day. I will use it as a sign that I am focused and I am ready to create content. But if I can't get past those fifteen minutes, then I take that creative right off my desk. I don't even want to think about creating content because if I couldn't get through 15 minutes, I'm not going to get through two and a half hours of block creating content. I'm going to get burned out and I'm not going to like that process afterwards if I couldn't even do 15 minutes of core strength. So just a little tiny creative, right? Like a little tiny way that we can as creatives use that 15 minutes to really center us and, and, and not to say test us, but, but center us for the strength and we can be successful in uh, because of the information as opposed to successful in spite of the information at hand. Yeah, I like, I like the center yourself, send, you, know, you do it, you know, if, if you can't do 15, you can do at least 10, that'd be good. And if you can't do it that day, you you try not to go crazy because you, you can get burned out from, you know, trying to- Like that's not the day to, that's not the day to negotiate a contract for, you know what I mean? Like exactly. if I couldn't get through 15 minutes, I'm like this, I got too much on my mind. I gotta, cause I wanna, I love contracts. I love, that's what I loved about talent. I love contracts. They're like, they're, they're collaboration. They're like collaborations and talent contracts are not well known for being very nice. Mm -hmm. um, I'm friends with all my celebrity talent and a lot of it has to do with the amazing lives that we were created from, from those deals that we made or, or capable of making. Again, I guess I said, I was in the room, I heard certain questions get asked and I, I know things need to be in writing up front that most people don't. So again, here to, here to help make sure people connect their dots and, uh, and cross their T's. Absolutely, you gotta make sure all those things, goody things that need to be in writing because if it's not in writing, you're gonna have all kinds of problems later. Yeah. And, you're, and those deals and those contracts, your friends also feel that you work with. So that's some really good stuff. Are there any other last minute pieces of, of, of advice you'd like to share with our audience? Sure. Uh, podcast guest. It's like the most valuable thing I'm doing in my life in my entire career right now. When I was at MTV, 
I had access to TRL in the studio, so I could just go down to the studio and I could just meet all these awesome creators that were passing through the studio so they can go on live TV. So I had this awesome built-in networking system of, of people who had high output content. Podcast guesting does the same thing for me. I'm focused now on Podmatch. Um, Podmatch has been, is, a, is matchmaking for podcasters. Um, I got to write the last chapter in a book that they just came out with called uh, Guest Mastery. Um, and I think I pay a little bit under 50 bucks a month for um, oh, just over 200, I think, introductions to podcasters a day that I, I mean, a, a month that I'm using to grow. Uh, my word, our power, our community, combine audiences. We've created new new products, new services. Um, uh, I get I get my first main stage appearance uh, at Podfest in, uh, in January 2023 next year, all because of what's happening on Podmatch. Um, and you don't even have to have a podcast. You don't even have to be a host to be a podcast guest. And to be honest, being a podcast guest, as long as you're willing to do the work up front, you know, it's like being a podcast guest is like being a guest for Thanksgiving. You know, you have to read the news and you have to know what's going on with your host family and the kids and you got to know the name. You got to do your research. You can't just show up, you know, empty handed. That being said, in the best and most gracious way, the host provides the room, the content, the distribution, the turkey, the uh, I might bring dessert, meaning I'll help amplify and aggregate, you know, the content, but the rest of it is it's yours. This is, you know, there's one chef, there's one chef in the kitchen <laughs> and, uh, and I, there's in a time where our time at a point in time where our time is so valuable, podcast guesting allows me to get my message out there without all of the other things, production, publishing, writing, all, all of those other scheduling things that take time. And I know they take time and podcast guesting allows me to do that. If anyone's looking to be a podcast guest, they need to go to your this. They need to go to this episode. And Victor, drop in your your affiliate link. Yeah, do you use affiliate link for Podmatch? I do have an affiliate link for Podmatch. Yes. Cool. Put that in the show notes, and y'all use his affiliate link. Like, first off, know that someone's gonna get paid for you coming on to this platform. It might as well be Victor because you've created the space for it. So please use his affiliate link. Join our community. And by the way, I think people even get paid. For host for for hosting and and interviewing certain members that they meet through Podmatch, so like there's some money to be made that there too. It's not just uh it's not just for recording and and meeting as they say. So yeah. those are my two cents. Oh, good stuff, and you're definitely right about that. Yeah, so look into podcast guesting. It's definitely uh, can help you so much. Podmatch has been also very powerful. By the way, that book you just uh, mentioned a couple of minutes ago, I got a copy of it in the mail. I'm going to be reading it, so I'm looking forward to it now that I know that you have the final chapter. So I'm looking forward to reading that book. So definitely That's some it. good stuff. Last yeah, chapter. There, all right, Vinny, looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome. So, Vinny, listen, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was a real pleasure having you on. You shared a lot of great content, a lot of great value. I learned a lot, and I know the people listening definitely learned a lot. So really good stuff. Uh, before I let you go, Vinny, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Uh, the best way they can look at your show notes in the podcast episode notes. And while they're looking for my information, if they feel so drawn to look for my info, I would like to say, please leave Victor a five-star review because this is a pretty awesome minute. Let this be the interview that you finally give Victor the five-star review that you have been holding. I, why, why you wait so long? It costs nothing to give a five-star review. And I don't even want to give my address out because it's going to change. 
but this conversation won't. Uh, and I know that we can control, you know, certain parts of it. So if you'd like to stay in touch with me, come check me out. Some information uh, in, in the podcast notes there. But please, please, please leave this kind man a well-deserved five-star review so that we can keep podcasts thriving and like grow this independent community of voices that, that man, we're going to get it right. We're TV and, and reality TV went a little, uh, how they say in my family, fugazi. <laughs> I know that we can, we, the power of the people can bring it back in. I believe in us. Amen. Thank you so much, Vinny. Again, thanks again for being on the this, on this show and have yourself an amazing day, my friend. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.